State Farm Stadium. Burns and Gambo talk NFL Draft now. We are talking NFL Draft now as we welcome you back to the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader live from Sportsman's Park right outside of State Farm Stadium here in Glendale, home of the Arizona Cardinals draft party tonight. They're expecting many, many people out here. The doors open at 4 o'clock. And just a couple of notes to anybody coming down here. Number one, the doors open at 4. Number two, it's a clear bag policy as it is for games and whatnot that they have here at the stadium. Number three, parking and entry are free. They've got it set up real nice in here. They've got food vendors, beer vendors, drink vendors all over the place. Uh, it should be a lot of fun, and there's going to be a lot of drama tonight, Gambo. We yeah. do not know what's going to happen tonight, uh, but it's assuredly going to be some breaking news. I expect we're going to play that sounder a couple of times tonight, right? I expect so. Well, at least one trade down for the Cardinals. We'll see if there's even more, and then obviously all eyes are on this potential DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah, and that's the latest news that I awkwardly teased going in, coming out of the last segment. Um, We were having a couple of technical issues, but we got them all squared away right now. ProFootballTalk.com tweeted out about 10 minutes ago, hearing the Arizona Cardinals are trying to send the number three overall pick and DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans. Wow, that makes so much sense. For the number 11 pick plus more. Now, they did use, the Titans used their first round pick last year. Remember, they traded A.J. Brown. But they did use their first round pick last year, 18th overall on Traylon Burks. Now, Burks was okay. You know, he did miss six games, but he had 444 yards, um, 33 catches on 54 targets. He was just okay. And he may end up being a good player, um, but we're just not really sure. And then you look at the depth. They also used a fifth-round pick on a wide receiver as well. Um, I think it was the, the the Westbrook kid. So they used a fifth-round pick. So they drafted a couple. It was uh, Phillips. They took Phillips in the fifth round. He only had like six catches for 66 yards. But, you know, between Burks and, and Nick Westbrook and, and Kyle Phillips, and they don't have a great wide receiver. They don't have a number one guy. They've got some guys they like, and, and Burks may end up being okay, but they need if you look at their draft needs, everybody says wide receiver. Wide receivers it's not their number one need, but it's a high need for the Titans. Offensive line and wide receiver are 1-2. So to move Hopkins to the Titans does make sense if you're Tennessee to try to get him included in a deal. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Okay, you look. Uh, yeah, I saw it. It, it, it. On the surface, you would look at the Titans and what they have, and you go, "Well, why on earth would they need DeAndre Hopkins? They, they're going to have a rookie quarterback. They're not going to contend anytime soon." A lot of teams feel like what they need to have around a young quarterback is a veteran wide receiver to help speed along the process, right? To help make it easier, to help get that guy where you want him to be right away. That might be reason number one why the Titans would want DeAndre Hopkins. Reason number two might be because they traded A.J. Brown a year ago, and maybe they realized they made a mistake by trading A.J. Brown a year ago, right? Like, they they they, they, they were ripped for trading A.J. Brown. Their general manager lost his job for trading A.J. Brown. They might feel like getting a veteran wide receiver back because they don't have one might be one they want to do. From a Cardinal standpoint, you add D-Hop to the mix, you might be able to get more from the Titans in a trade, right? They've, you know, of course, their picks this year, their future picks, things like that. You throw Hopkins into the deal. Now, I do have this, and this is coming down as we speak. Apparently, we need to have a dance-off between NFL insiders, Gambo. Oh, okay. So, you guys say me and you. I'm like, I, no, no, no. I did I, star no. on Dance Party USA one year. I know but, I did. Yeah. And I'm still waiting to see the tape. Okay. I, I don't know if it exists or not. <laughs> um, Ian Rappaport is 
reporting in direct contradiction to Pro Football Talk, by the way. While the Titans have had conversations about a potential trade up to three, among other spots, they have not had conversations centered around star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. So Rappaport is saying no. They haven't talked about Hop. Florio and Pro Football Talk is saying they have. Rappaport is saying no, they haven't. Dance off. Let's go. Rappaport versus Florio for a dance-off to see who's got it right. Just different information. You know, just different information. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. You know, there is no, like, you know, both. Somebody's right, somebody's wrong. They're, they're bringing up Hopkins or they're not bringing up Hopkins. It makes sense that Tennessee would need a wide receiver. You know, the top guy is the guy that they drafted last year, 18th overall. And like I said, he only had 444 yards while he missed six games. They, they've got a lot of depth, but they don't have a lot of good players. So they could probably use, um, they could probably use a top wide receiver. Now, you know, if and to think about it, like okay, the Titans say, "Look, we're going to give you all of these picks. Okay, you got to give us something else. Give us Hopkins. Give us Hopkins, and then we'll give you all the picks you want." I mean, I can see something like that happening between the Cardinals and the Cardinals. Titans. Say, "Look, I want your first next year. I want your first the year after." Like, okay, look, I'm only doing that as you give me something else. Give me Hopkins, and then I'll give you the picks that you want. And then the other question in all this too is the is the power that DeAndre Hopkins has in all of this. Does he want to go to Tennessee, and does he have the ability to say no? I don't want to go to Tennessee. Got two years left in his contract. He does. It's all non-guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe the restructure would be in order. He'd have to agree to that. He's got representation, you know, for the first time in a while, who's helping him with this. Does Hopkins have at least some kind of say in this? And would he want to go to Tennessee if they're going to have C.J. Stroud, say, as their quarterback if they get him in the draft? I came here and played with Kyler Murray. He did? They'd come here and played with Kyler. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, he said that he didn't want a raise, right? Then Hopkins kind of say, like, I don't want a raise. Yep. But what if they offered him, like, look, we'll guarantee some of the money or we'll extend the contract, you know, to you know give you another year or two? Like, I wonder if you could do something like that to entice him to come there. I wonder um, because it's if it really is about – Money for DeAndre Hopkins, which I know he has said it's not. But if it's really, if it is about money for DeAndre Hopkins, I would imagine Tennessee might make it worth their while, his while, to come there. If it's about winning for DeAndre Hopkins, is Tennessee where you really want to go? No, you know, I mean, you want to go to Kansas City or Buffalo? Yeah, I did a hit with a Kansas City radio station today, and uh, all they wanted to talk about was D Hop. And where's D Hop going to go? And is he going to go to Buffalo? Is he going to come to Kansas City? If D Hop's about winning, I can't imagine. Now again, I. I don't know how much say he has in this. I don't know how much power he has in this. But if he's got some and he is about winning, I'm not really sure he'd want to go to Tennessee. And he might say, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going there. I'm not going to restructure there. I'm not going to re-sign there do whatever I have to do. That's the power there. he has is I'm not going to restructure. That's the power. But he doesn't have the ability to say, I'm not going to get traded there. But I think what he might be looking for is an op- you know, outside of winning is, is an opportunity for somebody to you know, guarantee more of the contract or extend the contract where he can make more money out of yeah. it. Not, a, not necessarily a raise, but more money that you know you're going to get. But again, with Rappaport's kind of dueling report, conflicting report to pro football talk that it's not centered around DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, who? okay, I'll, I'll pose another theory to you about Hop. Okay, we started the show with the report that maybe Hop is headed to Baltimore now that Lamar Jackson has re-signed there. Yeah. Okay. Did this get leaked, the story about Tennessee, to get Baltimore to come to the table with a little more to get Hop? Very possible. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, you we'll know get what? Kansas City to, or Buffalo to up mm-hmm. their offer. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? 
You didn't hear it from me, but Tennessee's knocking on DeAndre Hopkins' door. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff that gets leaked to these guys well, right now in an interest to stir up the marketplace from other teams that you thought might be a, a landing spot for you, DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I learned over my years of, uh, of doing this and talking to GMs and other people in the league? The, the stuff that gets leaked early can always be, like, rebuted. Like, if something is leaked, like, with three weeks ago before the draft, you've got time to really check that out to see it. But stuff that gets leaked, like, right now, the day of the draft, there's no time. You don't have the ability to go check on that. Mm-hmm. When something, like, something three weeks ago, yeah, you could look and see if that's true. You could look to see Hopkins is going here, he's going there. Teams have the ability to check on that to see if it's if it's real or not. But when stuff gets leaked the day of the draft, there's no time. You're in a draft room. You've got a million things going on. You don't have the ability to run that down and try to see if it's true or not. So you either got to believe it or don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with that in mind, it does make for a very hectic day at a very hectic time. Um, gut feeling. DeAndre Hopkins gets traded today or DeAndre Hopkins gets traded tomorrow? Has it changed? Because I think you and I were both of the I opinion. I think tomorrow. You still think tomorrow? Because I don't think they get a first. If you get if you get a first round pick from it's today, but I don't think they get a first round pick from. I'll okay. be happy if they do, but I don't think they do. I, it'd be it'd be great if they did. I, I don't know if that's what they're going to end up doing with this. But if it, if they were able to get one for them, that'd be fantastic. You can score the hottest ticket in town. They are Suns playoff tickets. Text the word ticket to six twenty six twenty. Register and listen for your name starting next Wednesday. Okay, that's next Wednesday during the seven a.m., twelve p.m. and five. 5 p.m. hours for your chance to qualify for tickets to see the nun, the Suns take the nuns. <laughs> to see the, the Suns, Suns against the nuns? Woo! The Suns Man. and the nuns. Take it easy on the nuns. The, the, the nuns are, you know, <laughs> they, they might not be good at basketball, but they will wrap your knuckles if you're falling asleep in Catholic school. I'll tell you that right now. The, ruler. the Suns and the Nuggets. Again, text the word tickets to 620-620. When we come back, what will the Cardinals do at 3? If it's a trade... Trade for who? Trade for what? Trade for what position? It's also hard to tell right now. We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Live at State Farm Stadium. Burns and Gambo Talk NFL Draft. Now. All right, so just to recap the day, we've been on the air for an hour and 16 minutes. And, um, and we've, had, we've already had so many reports about what the Cardinals might do. We started the day, uh, we started the show with the news that Lamar Jackson had re-signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Five-year deal, $260 million, $185 million guaranteed. And then with that, a report that maybe the Ravens would try to make a move for DeAndre Hopkins to pair him with OBJ to give Lamar a really nice landing spot there in Baltimore for the next five years. Um, what that would look like, we don't know. But there were some reports that maybe the Ravens would pursue a Hopkins trade. Then you had the dueling NFL insiders in the last 10 minutes. Florio over Pro Football Talk suggesting the Cardinals were looking to include Hop in a trade with the Titans. Hop in number three to the Titans for 11 and presumably a whole bunch of stuff. And then Rappaport from NFL Network said, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's not happening. They're not, they're not talking to the Titans about Hopkins. So we've already had a lot of stuff going on in Gambo. I feel like we haven't really had that much time to just have a conversation, kind of a nuts and bolts conversation about, aside from all of that, what the Cardinals are going to do today. You know, they're, they're, we thought all along 
that the draft started at three with mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals. It was going to be quarterback one, quarterback two. What will the Cardinals do? The Texans have done such a good job injecting doubt into this draft in terms of their intentions. The draft starts at two, baby, right? Like I, Nobody knows what the Texans are going to do. So, They've confused everybody. So McShay has them taking Will Anderson, and Kuyper has them taking Will Anderson. So the two guys that have done this the longest, right, to, or to, about the longest, Kuyper for sure, but those two guys, you know, ESPN guys, both have them taking Will Anderson. So there is, I, and I, listen, I, it still is going to blow me away when the Texans are on the board and they don't take C.J. Stroud. Uh, that is going to blow me away. Now, we do expect that Bryce Young goes number one to Carolina, and then I would think Stroud goes two to Houston. They don't have a quarterback. They need a quarterback. You're picking second. Like, go get your guy. So if they don't do that, that's going to be shocking. But there is that second pick that they have at number 12 that I seem pretty fascinated about. Do they feel like, hey, we like, you know, we like four quarterbacks the same? Could they like Levis or Richardson? Could they, do they feel like they can get one of them at 12? Do they feel like they can move up with somebody else and get, you know, we talked about the teams that would move up to the Cardinals. What about teams that would trade down after the Cardinals? Can Houston get a, can Houston get somewhere in there? Can they go to five with Seattle? Can they go to nine? Could they get somewhere to still get a quarterback? Like, I'm still, you know, dumbfounded by that ability for the Texans to see what they do. So I think the draft starts with the Texans, not for, the Cardinals. And for the record, it's not just McShay and it's not just Kuiper. I'm glad you reminded me to kind of check my mocks here. Uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic, Will Anderson, number two. Lance Zierlein of NFL.com, Will Anderson, number two. Wow. Maybe I'm overhyping the amount of mystery there is with the Houston Texans and what their intentions are. Maybe it's Will Anderson, so, number two. So listen, if, the car, if they take Will Anderson, Anderson and then the Cardinals will, if, even if they trade, they wouldn't have passed on him. Like, that will be a good thing for the Cardinals. I would hate for Will Anderson to become an absolute stud and you missed on him at three and traded down when you could have had him. So that would at least take that off the board that, you know, that you that you, you, you couldn't have had Anderson. You just couldn't have had him. But what does it say about Will Anderson that the Texans are willing to take him number two overall? This has been the consensus guy that we've talked about the Cardinals should take at three. Yeah. What does it mean that the Texans are going to bypass a quarterback to take him at two? They must absolutely think he's, like, going to be the next Lawrence Taylor. They must. They must. Uh, and, and there was even some speculation like a week ago that they liked Tyree Wilson better than they liked Will Anderson because they kind of viewed him as more their Nick Bosa. But there are questions about his foot, how severe is the injury, how long is the rehab going to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think it tells us two things about the Texans. Number one, I think it tells us that when Carolina made that big, bold move to move up to number one, the Texans probably thought they were taking C.J. Stroud. And they're like, yeah, go ahead and knock yourself out. We want Bryce Young at number two. Right. Because this whole change in attitude for the Texans – seemed to happen about three weeks ago when it was real crystal clear that the Panthers were going Bryce Young number one. And ever since then, it's kind of thrown into doubt what the intentions of the Texans were. So I think what it tells me is that they liked Bryce Young. And they just don't like any of the other quarterbacks. As badly as they need one, to think that they wouldn't take one at number two must mean they really don't think that much of Will Levis or C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson to pass on one there. Now, you know, we had Tyler Drake on earlier. He still thinks it's smoke. Other people think it's smoke and that they're still going to go quarterback when it's all said and done. But you're right. If it's Will Anderson, it's the safe pick. It's the sure thing pick. It's the, I know you don't golf. But it's the, it's just a right down the middle of the fairway. I'm going to give myself the easiest next shot. Something I you get. couldn't do the other day in your golf tournament. Something I could not do the That's other right. day in my golf yeah. tournament. That's I played right. in the uh, I played in the Sumburros Open the other day. Mm. I think I swung the club. It was a best ball kind of thing. I think I swung the club 90 times. 
three shots that I was proud of. Wow. Three swings that I actually could say, yep, that ball did exactly what that's I wanted epic, to that's do. That's an epic oh, failure. Epic, hashtag mm-hmm. epic fail. So basically the ball didn't go down the middle very much when you no. uh, kind of went to the no. right or to the left. Yeah. Or, no, I, I elicited a lot of sympathy on yeah. the course that day. You know what I think you, you learned, too? I mean, everybody thought that the Texans were, with because of McCown, because of Reich, that they wanted the bigger quarterback. They wanted they don't like small quarterbacks. They like bigger. Stri- you, can't, you don't really know until after these teams have gone through the combine, the pro days, the uh, interviews, when it's close with guys. You know, everybody before those things really leaned C.J. Stroud to Carolina, basing it on Josh McCown and Reich and their ability to like bigger quarterbacks. But then you go through the process. Again, you go through the process of the combine, the interviews, the pro days, and then you you come away like Bryce Young's the guy. He's just better. Yeah. So that's where it's like hard to really judge those guys before they do that work. Okay, so let's say it's Will Anderson at number two. Okay. Since that's okay, now you're yeah. the Cardinals and you're sitting at three. Um, you've been linked to Paris Johnson because of Kyler Murray. You've been linked to Paris Johnson because of you know various reports and mock drafts. Paris Johnson feels reachy at number three, so you could try to trade down at that point. But you got to be careful about trading down too far because you probably, if you go to eleven, if you go to twelve, your chances of getting Paris Johnson are probably pretty diminished at that point, right? Or at least they're risky enough that there's no guarantees you're going to get them. So if you want to move down and get him, you're really probably looking at seven, eight with the Raiders or the Falcons, as low as you can go if that's the guy you want to get for sure. Yeah, I think that once you get past probably, and I think you're probably okay at seven, if, if you want an offensive lineman over a defensive player, like would you take, okay, offensive lineman or defensive lineman? If Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are on our board, would you take an offensive lineman over any of those three guys? Because uh, I wouldn't. I, I, uh, no, no, no. You know what? I wouldn't either. Okay. So Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson I are think all about on the board. way you framed the question. I wouldn't. Okay. If those guys are on the board, I'm not taking an offensive lineman. Those line. three guys are off the board. Would you take a cornerback, Witherspoon or Gonzalez, over an offensive lineman? Um, I would probably take a corner at that point. Over the offensive Over line. Over the offensive line. Okay. That's probably what I would do. Either one of them? Because they're both very highly rated. Yeah, they're both... Uh, I... Uh like Witherspoon a little bit more. Okay. Just a little bit. You know, I think he's more of a shutdown guy and his skills are more easily translatable even though he's not like the physical specimen that Christian Gonzalez is. I probably like Witherspoon a little bit. So to take an offensive lineman, it probably means that Anderson, Carter, and Tyree Wilson are off the board in at least one of the corners to take an offensive lineman. Unless your philosophy is, I want I want size. I'll, I'll get a corner later. I need size. I need I need the I need to build the line. And I'm not against that either. They need to build the offensive and defensive line. It starts in the trenches. So I would almost, you know, prefer that. You know, I think the cornerback talent is really good, the top two. But if you could get the top offensive lineman on your board after you move down, that's not a terrible thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's just you gotta be careful about falling too far in the draft. And that's why what I what I will not be happy with is if the Cardinals just stay at three and take Paris Johnson Jr. Now I really don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I think they'll they'll move down. I just hope there's a trade partner for them to move down to. I hope there's somebody who's willing to give them what they want. But but to just stay at number three and take an offensive lineman, I'm not a fan of that. At the end of the day, you believe the first 
pick made by the Arizona Cardinals today will be an offensive lineman. I'm basing that based on the fact that I think that they trade down. Yeah. Only on the fact that, look, I think they're not going to stay at three. I think if they stay at three, it's a defensive player. Because, I, I again, I, I kind of feel like I would be shocked if they had an offensive lineman rated ahead of Carter or Anderson or Tyree Wilson. So they would have to trade far enough down where those three guys are gone, and then I think it could be an offensive lineman. Diana Rossini tweets, as we are about 90 minutes out from the start of the draft, the Arizona Cardinals have yet to strike a deal with a team to trade out of three. A source in the building shared with me, quote, being patient, no reason to rush, close quote, which makes sense, given that you would think no team is going to trade to three until they know who's at three. Like, I, I it's like in poker. I, I, I need to see your cards. I need right. to see what the Texans are going to do with two before I trade to three. And if they really go Will Anderson, then I think the Cardinals will have choices at number three. It just depends on which one they like the best because they will have options. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, you can, right after you text us, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620. We keep chugging along as the NFL draft starts in an hour and an hour and a half, I should say. And yeah, anything at this point could still happen. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. Live at State Farm Stadium, Burns and Gambo talk NFL draft now. Okay. All right, welcome back. It's the Burns and Gambo Show. Brief edition of the Burns and Gambo Show today. And I say that, and I kind of roll my eyes, because we're probably going to be on the air until 7 or 8 o'clock tonight, which is fine. We're all good with that. We love our draft day coverage around here. When I say brief edition of Burns and Gambo, I mean that we're only on just the two of us until 4 o'clock. And then at 4 o'clock, we kick off uh, something we haven't done in two years around here at Arizona Sports, and that is our draft day extravaganza. And um, I'm totally... Totally biased, but I, I think it's our best day of the year here at the station because we we just get everybody in a room and we go, man. We it's Wolf and it's Bick and it's Luke and it's Gambo and it's me and and we just go to town on the draft and we cover it. And like some years, there's not a lot of drama. You know, some years a few years ago it was Kyler Murray at number one and everyone knew it was going to be Kyler Murray at number one. Uh, last year there was nothing. We didn't have a show last year because a the Suns were in the playoffs and b because they. Traded the first round pick. I'm Gamble. I'm really looking forward to this year's draft coverage because I have no idea what's going to happen starting at five o'clock. Absolutely yeah. none. I, I have a guess, but I have no idea what's going to happen when we get there. Yeah, you know they're in that they're in that prime spot, and they're in that prime spot because they sucked and they were terrible last year. <laughs> Let's remind everybody. But, yeah, of that, I by mean the that's way, why yeah. they're in that prime spot. Um, but you know, if they were picking at seven or eight or nine, if they won a couple extra games, I mean, I think we're just focused. Focusing on players, I think we're just focusing on okay, who are they going to take with the seventh pick? Who are they going to take with the eighth pick? But because they're in that you know that prime position, yeah. where teams want to move up to get a quarterback, we're all thinking trade. You know, we're all think we're all thinking trade. Now, you know, I, I, I I've heard recently, um, obviously that Tennessee story was out there, but you know, but you know that's I'm hearing that that's probably not going to happen, and no one the Bills. Um, there's some people that think maybe it's the Ravens, but just you know, checking You're talking about D Hop now. You're talking D-hop. about D Hop. Talking okay. about D Hop. Yeah, you know, just you know that Tennessee thing, Buffalo. I think 
Tennessee and Buffalo, probably unlikely. Maybe the Ravens, maybe Kansas City. We'll see if something changes as we get closer. Okay, yeah, the, for those who don't know, um, those were the kind of dueling rumors earlier today. By 2 o'clock, we got word that in addition to re-signing Lamar Jackson to a five-year, $260 million contract, $185 million guaranteed, there were reports that the Ravens might be interested in DeAndre Hopkins to add to Lamar and OBJ. And there was even some talk of the Cardinals trading Hopkins and their second-round pick to the Ravens for number 22 overall. Um, th- that's what you were referring to yes. in, in your in your information yep. there. There was some talk about that. Ravens don't have a second-round pick. The Cardinals presumably could get a second-round pick back if they traded number three, depending on how that went down. That was rumor number one. Rumor number two came from Florio, in which he suggested, Florio over Pro Football Talk, in which he suggested that the Cardinals might package Hopkins in number three to Tennessee for number 11 and a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, Rappaport came on and said, nope, I'm not hearing that at all. I'm not hearing that Hopkins to Tennessee is a thing at all. So now we've got kind of a stare down between two top NFL insiders in terms of what's happening there. Now I've got you with kind of your information. Yeah. So just repeat it again now that everybody's got some proper context with it. Yeah. I, I just heard that Tennessee's unlikely. Okay. That Tennessee is unlikely uh, and that, that no one the Bills as of now uh, and that there is a thought that the rate may be the Ravens, but no one the Bills as of now and you know Tennessee unlikely to happen and just the belief that you know from what I'm hearing checking around right now is that they're going to move down and probably going to take an offensive lineman. All right, let's make since this is the and I know you're going to celebrate this. Um, the, let's take one last swing through the mocks, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Has everybody updated their mocks today? Let's take one last swing through the mocks. Let's start with maybe the most famous mocker of them all, and that's Mel Kiper Jr. His final mock this morning. He projected a trade between the Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans. Titans moving up from 11, going to 3, taking C.J. Stroud. His projection was, and I quote, involving picks number 11 and number 41, a first-rounder next year, and a top pick in 2025. Okay, what is what, like, that's what the difference. What does he mean by a top pick? That's the difference. Does it mean number one, number two? What does it mean? First round, second round, top pick. What does that mean? Right? It's kind of vague. Was that yeah, mean? yeah. Like I, it, it, give it to me again. All right, uh, number eleven. Okay, this is Kuiper. This is Kuiper. Yes, number eleven. Number yeah. forty-one. Forty-one. Second. First rounder next year. Okay, you get your your one first and a quote unquote top pick in twenty twenty-five. Yeah, first round pick deal. Second round pick. Oh, gotta think about it. Now he also has them taking a guy that we haven't even talked about, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, with that eleventh pick. He doesn't have it now. He leaves Skaronski on the board. At, he goes 15, but Jalen Carter's gone. Witherspoon's gone. Christian Gonzalez is gone. Tyree Wilson is gone. Paris Johnson is gone. So at 11, he takes like the fourth best defensive lineman. Okay. Mock draft number two. This is from Todd McShay. His final mock draft today had um, the Houston Texans taking. Now, now McShay, McShay did the old switcheroo. He came out with his final mock draft this morning, and then he came out with his final, final mock draft about four hours later. Oh, he changed. It. He changed. He took. Yeah. He, he had the Texans taking Tyree Wilson in his first final mock draft, and he's like, you know, on second thought, I think I'm going to go with Will Anderson in my final, final, final mock draft. So he's got the Texans taking Will Anderson at number two, not Tyree Wilson. He projects a trade for the Cardinals. Titans move up to number three. There it is. Titans again. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Cardinals get 
and he's a little more vague. He says the price of doing business would be number 11, second round pick this year, and all he says is a first or second round pick next year. And that's it. That's all he says. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. But he has them taking Paris Johnson at 11. He's got Paris Johnson there at 11, and he thinks they take him. With Peter Skaronsky still on the board, by the way, he had the Patriots taking him at number 14, if there's any interest in Skaronsky for what it's worth. All right, let's move on to Lance Zierlein. He is one of the top mock drafters over at NFL.com. He's got Bryce Young, one. He's got Will Anderson, two. He's got the Cardinals staying put and taking Paris Johnson Jr., number three. Which is the one area where we kind of said, okay, no. I don't There's too many great defensive players available at that spot to take the offensive line. So most of, not that he's not a good player, but does it seem like a reach when you could have a dynamic defensive lineman? Which is why Somebody that could disrupt a pass rush in a running game. Which is why you might like the final mock draft I've got for you a little bit better than that. This is from Dane Brugler over at The Athletic. Bryce Young, number one. Will Anderson, number two. Tyree Wilson, number three, to the Arizona Cardinals. Wow, okay. So right there, like, look at the difference. Trade... Tyree Wilson, Paris Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just, it really is truly all over the place. All over the place. I, it, you know, and then there's a wild card in all of this. And we brought this up yesterday. I'm going to bring it up again today. Um, the more I think about it, the more, how can I put this? The more I'm jealous that there isn't a better infrastructure in place to keep a guy like Jalen Char- Carter in check. Because I think Jalen Carter is going to be an absolute stud wrecking ball in yeah. the National Football League. And I see these mock drafts that have him going to Seattle, and I cringe every time I see him. Because I think they do have the infrastructure to kind of put up with a guy who's maybe got a history of some problems and some question marks. And I think they might be able to channel that properly. I, I, they're, they're not batting a 1,000 on this. I, I'm sure you could. I know you can. In fact, there was a pick day. was the McDowell kid a couple years ago that had problems, and that didn't work out very well. Well for right. them, um, but I think between Schneider and Pete Carroll and their coaching staff, they have the infrastructure to extract the very and best out of Jalen Carter. And he, they need him, and I'm a little jealous of that because I think Jalen Carter might be the badass of this draft when it's all said and done. And I, I, I wish the Cardinals were built a little bit better to take that on. I just don't think they are right now, given yeah. all the question marks. Well, they can't. Monty Austin Ford can't afford for him to be Robert and Kimdichi. And as some people now, I don't think there's a lot of people, but I think because of the incident, the driving, the you know the the that that whole incident, I think there's some people that put up a red flag about him. Now, Kim Dietschy was different. The guy walked out of like a third floor window and fell to the ground. Like he was like there, like there was something seriously wrong with that guy. He didn't end up being a good football player. He ended up being a bust. Carter, after everything that was in the news about him, he didn't fall. Like he didn't fall. Mm-hmm. Like he's still in that top five or six range. So I think a lot of people vetted him. I think a lot of people said, "Okay, I don't really see a red flag there." And they just and 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 you're right. I think he's going to go now. He'd be a perfect fit for Seattle because he's exactly what they need on that defensive line. Yeah, uh, we'll see where he ends up. I, I just I have a feeling about him. I have a feeling about what he is going to be and what he might do. So we'll find out what ends up happening to him when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show. Our final thoughts, just the two of us on this. Trip. And, of course, got Suns playoffs bearing down on us, too. That series against Denver starting in a couple of days is a 
big night in the NBA last night if you're a Suns fan. A big, big night. We'll talk about it next here on Burns and Gambo. Live at State Farm Stadium, Burns and Gambo talk NFL draft now. All right, final segment of just the two of us here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, and then we will turn it over to our NFL draft extravaganza coverage. Me and Gambo and Dan Bickley from Bickley and Murata and Ron Wolfley, the color commentator for the Arizona Cardinals on the radio side of things and, of course, co-host of the Wolf and Luke show. The four of us will be chopping it up all afternoon with what's going on with the draft and how this thing is going to go down. Really looking forward to it, Gambo. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's um, Before we take a look at the NBA last night, because it surely was a busy night and a potentially impactful night for the Phoenix Suns without them playing. One final, just you and me, two guys talking here. Yeah. What's your best guess on what's going to happen tonight and I won't hold you to it because I understand there's just a level of unpredictability about tonight that makes it hard to read. What do you think the Cardinals do at three? Where do you think they go? What do you think they do? I I want them to stay and take Will Anderson. Okay. I still want that. Um, But I think that they can't resist the temptation of somebody wanting to get a quarterback there. Especially if the Texans don't take a quarterback. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be in a position where they trade. Now whether we like the trade or not, that's gonna be up for debate because you know, where are you trading to? Are you trading inside the top ten? Are you trading outside the top ten? Uh, you know, that will be up for debate. The second we find out about it, that's what we're gonna look at. We're not gonna think about who they're gonna take. We're gonna think about what they got. So say the Cardinals, the announcement comes down. The Cardinals have just traded the third overall pick, this boom, this team's moving up. We're not gonna be thinking about who they're taking with their pick. We're going to be thinking about what did they get? What did they get? Did they get enough? Because to pass up on some of the players they could get at three, they better get a pretty good haul. Yeah, that's I think more than anything, that's what I'm going to be looking at tonight. Okay, I, I, I let's say it's Will Anderson at number two. All right, and, and we, we just got a text from our buddy, uh, our our former our former football playing buddy, Jay Feely, who wants to bet us a dinner that the Houston Texans are going to go quarterback at number two, and all of this is just smoke with them taking a defensive player at number two. Let's say it is Will Anderson. Yeah. At that point, I assume the Colonels are going to punt and they're going to trade and they're going to move out. What's the benefit of having smoke if you're the Texans? No, if you're going to take the quarterback, take the quarterback. You don't have to worry. Like, you've got the second best quarterback. I have yet to figure that out. You can do whatever what you want to do at number two. Why, why do you need to convince the world? What value does it serve to convince the world that you're going to take a defensive player when all along you intended to take a quarterback? It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. The only only lot, the only like logical explanation is they think that they could do something with pick number twelve to get up high enough to That's, get a quarterback. That was the thing that That's was kind the of only thing rattling around in my brain is that they were playing like three dimensional chess and they were thinking about their pick at number twelve and how they could manipulate that by manipulating the market by feeding out this bad information about them taking a defensive player. Look, if the Cardinals trade tonight, there's two ways to judge it: the player they get tonight and the assets they get in return for the trade. I I tend to think you're more about the player they get tonight and judging the trade based off of who they land tonight. I'm much more about the assets that they get. I'm not saying who they get tonight isn't important. It is. If they trade, I want it to be a no-brainer. I want to look at it and go, oh, yeah, you had to do that. You had no choice. You had to make that deal. I, I want to be overwhelmed tonight by a trade. You know, and, and if You they- want quantity... 
over quality, but are hoping for quality. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for multiple future first round picks and yeah. trade with the Titans. Okay, that's hard to pass up. You know, that's I'm, hard to pass I'm, up. I get it. I'm really hoping. I'm not for against that it. I, I mean, I, the Cardinals come away with a first round pick. You know, this year, next year, and the year after. Like, how do you say no to that? Again, that's that led the logic where somebody offers you. You're not selling your house, but somebody offers you a lot more for your house than what it's worth. Five hundred thousand dollars more than what it's worth. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll sell it. I'll sell it like we're, so. That's the thing like with with if you can get those multiple first round picks, whether somebody's willing to give that to them or not, they have to absolutely believe that they've got a a franchise quarterback in C.J. Stroud to move up if he's there at number three. Here's my best guess: yeah. they move down to eleven with Tennessee, and I'm going to say Paris Johnson Jr. is off the board. It's going to be Skrowanski from Northwest. Well, that's what I had. Is that what you had that's, to? That's what I. And when we did our little. Oh, that's um, right. We did this. Yesterday. We did a little uh, KTAR, like you know. Oh, the thing, the oh, bets. that thing. Yeah. Oh. Who'd you take in that one? I, I haven't entered that yet. Uh, I took Skaronsky. Okay. Because I don't know if Paris Johnson is going to be there at eleven. I don't. If that's where they move to, I don't know if he's going to be there. But if they get a haul and a half for it, I don't really mind. All right. Our draft coverage begins in ten minutes. Ron Wolfley. I see him standing over there. Dan Bickley. I saw him roaming around here earlier. Four of us are going to get in here. We're going to chop this thing up big time, like we do. Let's uh, spend a couple of minutes since. We're we're still a couple days away from the Suns and the Nuggets in round two of the playoffs. Last night, I don't know about your household, my household last night, my <laughs> wife and I, man, we were standing on the coffee table, not literally, but figuratively, rooting for the Miami Heat to remove the Milwaukee Bucks from the equation. The Milwaukee Bucks have been removed from the equation. Yeah, you got it. It was great to see. Yeah, you got it. I mean, I am, I, I'm almost shocked because I, I thought that Milwaukee would come back and win the next three. I just thought they were better. But you had an epic performance by Jimmy Butler in that game. Just an epic performance. This is a team, they were down. Like, they were down big in the third quarter. To see them come back and win that game is almost shocking. The plays that they had to make, um, you know, it was, I'm just going to my notes here, because I actually took notes on this game, believe it or not. But at one point, I mean, it was 102-86. to Middleton hits a three-pointer. They're up by 12 at home, late third quarter. But Love hits a three-pointer. Butler hits a jumper. Butler scores on a lay-in. Butler scores on a three-point play. Butler hits a three-pointer. 2-12 left in a game. 111-111. Now, Milwaukee still had plenty of chances to close that out. Drew Holiday missed a huge free throw at the end of that game. Sure did. And that allowed Butler to just score and send it to overtime, you know, instead of, you know, needing a three to tie it. So a big, big miss by Drew Holiday. And then, obviously, Butler off the inbounds play ties it at 118 and then in overtime a couple of big plays by by them i also got to give gabe vincent credit because it was all jimmy butler except for him he hit a three-pointer with eight seconds left that made it what well, made it a one-point game and the pass too the pass, and the pass Butler, yeah. The, the inbound pass, pass. Was, was like Aaron Rodgers accurate, right? Like, I mean, how, how did he get that ball? In fact, as the story goes, Spolster had called a different play in the huddle, and Butler's like, yeah, no, 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 me, me. And and Spolster's like, are you sure? Are you sure we can get the pass to you? He's like, well, we'll yep. get it there. We'll be fine. We'll do it. So they made it happen. Look, we're a long way. I can way. make that pass, coach. I, I, can, I, can, <laughs> I can make that pass. Run the, run the picket run fence. Run the picket fence. I'll yeah. make the pass. Um, look, we're a long ways away from the Suns being in the NBA Finals. they got a lot of bridges to cross before they get there. I have no idea if they're going to get there or not. I don't know. 
Yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks were the favorite to win the NBA championship. They're out. Any removal of teams in front of the Phoenix Suns, I'm in favor of. If the if the Atlanta Hawks want to eliminate the Boston Celtics, knock yourself out. Oh. If the Philadelphia 76ers want to eliminate the Boston Celtics, knock yourself out. If the Kings want to come back and win two straight against Golden State, go for it. I'm I, I don't care who You didn't mention the Knicks. Oh, you know what? If the you're right. If the if the Miami Heat want to knock out the New York Knicks, knock yourself out. What, if the, Knicks, out what, what if the Knicks knock off the Heat? Well, then I'm not as worried about that. Mm, okay. You're, look at you excited about the Knicks. I haven't been good in a long time. No, you haven't. I haven't won a championship since I was a little kid in the 70s. You haven't been in the second round since 2013. It's been a long time. Were we even on the year together in 2013? We I barely. Know. The last time I remember the Knicks in the playoffs, it was John Starks. <laughs> He's 72 years old now. He's a great grandfather. Uh, they eliminated Charles me. Smith. I'm going to go up. No, it's going to. I'm going to go up. I'm going to no. No, I'm going to go up again. No, it's not going to go in. Yeah, that was my. That's my last memories that I actually truly remember. Right now. The Phoenix Suns, second best odds to win a championship. Yeah, just Celtics ahead of them. Celtics, Celtics, just Celtics. It's the who, only team who, like, of them. They're really good, but man, is there's something about that team that like I don't know if they're great. Yeah, I they're know. really good, but I don't know if they're great. They're, they're, you you are kind of echoing some of the thoughts coming out of Boston. Like, okay, you've got zero excuses now. Giannis is gone. Joel Embiid is hurt. Like, yeah, but if they would, but Joel Embiid just got two extra days to get rest because Boston could couldn't eliminate Atlanta. No doubt, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, it is time. Ron Wolfley, Dan Bickley, John Gambadoro, me, Dave Burns, our NFL draft extravaganza coverage. It begins next here on the flagship home of the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.